Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Weekend Buzz with Nicola Barden. Welcome back to The Weekend Buzz here on Dublin's Q102. Have you ever wondered what it's like to play football professionally and then, you know, it all comes to an end in your, you know, late 20s, early 30s and then you don't know what you're going to do with your life. There's only so much punditry work, I suppose, out there or coaching jobs, etc. Well, Robbie Doyle, you may remember his name, he played football for a number of clubs, including Blackburn. He played in the Champions League. He played for Ireland under-21s and, of course, then played in the Aircom League. He is now a singer and he's releasing a Christmas tune. He ch- decided to go into the musical world after leaving the football world. And we wanted to find out how do you even make that switch? Good morning, Robbie. How are you? Morning, how are you doing? Nice and early, nice and cold. Lovely time here. <laughs> very much on the early and cold buzz. Very, very much so. That's all good. How are you keeping? I'm good, really good. It's been a crazy couple of days. Um, waking up every morning after bringing out the song and having just woke up to messages today from Thailand and Australia saying thank you very much for the song trying to sum up the way they're feeling and so the feedback has been amazing and uh, it's been mad the last, last 24 hours, 48 hours should I say yeah 
Well, a lot of people will know your name and associate it not with singing but with football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, football. Like the many, many moons ago, trying trying to remember now that you actually even kicked the football. But yeah, <laughs> I was uh, I was privileged enough and, uh, and and fortunate enough to be able to say I followed the dream of mine when I was 13, 14, and I ended up having 12 years playing football. Um, and then uh, after retirement, I took a different path into music, which is a uh, which is a strange one, but a one that I'm very grateful for. You know. And like looking back now, do you even does it seem like a lifetime ago that you actually were that guy running around in shorts and kicking a football? Yeah, yeah, it's actually mad. It's like sometimes my uh, my, uh, my my when I try to put football on the telly, my daughter goes, "Why are you watching that for? You should be playing guitar." Which is which is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, um, I like I, I like back then. I, I always wanted to be a footballer. I always dreamt about being. Even when the teachers used to go to me, no, you have to think of something real. Um, and I, uh, I'm a firm believer that I, I've always wanted to do something I love, you know. And if I, if you do something you love, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a million times better than uh, sitting in a job that uh, you don't really want to be there. So I'm very grateful and very fortunate to have a 12, had a 12-year career, should I say, both in England and Ireland. Um, obviously, when I went to England, I didn't go to the heights that I wanted to, but I was fortunate enough to come back home with a great family around me and great friends and uh, settled back into life in Ireland with football, you know. Was it weird for you, you know, coming back after being away? Do <laughs> you know what? It, was, it would have been very weird if I hadn't got the family around me. And you hear stories of young kids going to England and um, I've even witnessed a few when I, when I was younger. Um, it could be very tough for young people coming back from England um, with the kind of... the re- the. the Sorry, the reflection of that you didn't make it, you didn't do this. But I had a very strong family around me and I was happy. I'm a real home home bird, if you get me. So mm. um, being away from home and coming back home, I kind of settled back into things quickly. Um, I went back into football back at the time. I was professional back in Ireland. So um, I was fortunate enough to have a come back at a time where I wasn't kind of, uh, I didn't have time to reflect on it. I had to get back in and do something and make a living, should I say. Well, that's the thing, I suppose. You know, people, they assume that when you've played in England, you've made your millions, no matter who you play for, and then that you come back and you just live a life of luxury. (laughs) No, it'd be great if it was that. Um, You you kind of go back, like, compared to young kids going over now, I tell you what, it's a lot different. I remember scrubbing scrubbing dressing rooms with toothbrushes and everything clean and boots. It was was a far more... uh, Less beautiful lifestyle. Wow. But if you do, if you do make it, it the, the rewards are great. But as I said, it's it, it was just life. When you go over there, you realise how how exceptional you have to be, and also you have to put in a lot of effort. And looking back, you realise that there was just someone that probably deserved a little bit more than you than the effort you were putting in. And I was able to handle that. Um, and you come back and face reality, and you just get out. Kind try and get on with life. Now it's not easy, should I say? But you, you try and just do do the best you can. I can't um, imagine it's easy because you go from a very strict regiment, but also yeah. you're known. You know, people in the the fans are going to know who you are and stuff. Yeah. And then everyone at home knows you've gone and done this. So yeah. you come back and you're like, you're happy with what you've done, and you know, you're like, right, you know, I'm home. Maybe maybe not at the time. You might want a few more years or a bit more success. Yeah. But you know, you've come home. and You're like, well, I did what I could, and then you know, yeah. you're like, trying to sell yourself. Then when you get home, <laughs> oh, be, believe me, I've been there. I remember going through the through the fear of sitting down with other people, going, oh, Jeannie, you only you didn't make it, and it, it just set in. If you're if you're not a strong minded person it could really eat at you I know players that I went over before and they just couldn't get out of that route they had this they t- thought of failure on their back foot 
you really, you really, I found it uh, an eye opener to when I went over there a few years playing of how how difficult and how exceptional it is you have to be and discipline to make it, you know. Um, and as I said, if it didn't come back home with a great uh, family and that around me, it could have been a lot different. It really could have. I just, yeah, you worry about kids because they go over there and as you mentioned, you were so young when you went over and, it's, and it is different now. There, there's so much money and there's so much oh, fame and, it's more and of pressure. more of a business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a business. You know, when you look at it now and you think if I was, you know, a 13-year-old kid going over there, and you're going to an academy and you're in your mind you're like well I'm going to be playing for you know United I'm going to be winning the Champions League because you have to think of the best of the best and to come back down and go well maybe you don't get the top team maybe you don't even maybe you don't even get a seat on the bench you know you're in the squad but you're not you know and then to to not make it then pass when you're 17, 18 it must be incredibly hard Absolutely, and, and that's what I did. I always try when I get asked by parents, ask me all the time, what was it like? I always say, um, it's, it's like it's the minute, yes, it's amazing, amazing that you get over. And I always say, follow your dreams because listen, you rather I run one of these, I'd rather do something, i do it, and if it didn't work out, then say, I wish I had done it. But follow your dreams, but always listen to the people around you, the families around you, because they're going to be there, the ones to kind of pick up the pieces when if it doesn't go right. And it doesn't go wrong. And then um, to always understand that if you do go over and it doesn't work out, it's not to be all and end all. You have to be positive because, as I said, it could have been a very different situation. With uh, we talk about mental health and everything now, that if you weren't strong enough, it could have easily, it could have easily been a different situation. You know, for being so, I encourage people just to stay with before they go over and um, keep on doing what they're doing, keep on listening to the loved ones, but also. Keep it, like I always say, I, you, you were you had to run to go over because you were afraid an English club co- wouldn't come back. But now it's different. They're staying on later. They're educating themselves more, which I think is fantastic. And they're playing in the league more, which they're getting more experience to going over than just sitting on a bench or playing in youth. They're staying here to, uh, to the latter stages of their career and then maybe going over with more uh, with more experience behind them. You know. And I suppose that advice can work for not just for football, but for anything. You put if someone goes for a job and you know maybe gets it, but it's a very high pressure job. Yeah. You know, it's not a failure if if you say after a couple of years this isn't for me. This just means that you have to turn your life in a different direction. Yeah, sure. I was thirty. I think if you're looking back on it now, um, I've always been in and out of things. It brings me back to saying I always I always physically had to do something I loved. You know what I mean? I always if I loved music or I loved this, I couldn't just. Sit easily gone down that route my father um, my life experienced man a great businessman but he always said son do something you love because you will have no regrets and you'll uh, and I said you have to you have to be willing to take those knocks uh, to be able to get back up and, and find direction again and I think only I found really direction uh, with work wise and all this uh, as you say you're coming home the height of playing football to reality of going, what will I do in my life? Because I left school, I was going, Gee, what am I going to do? And I was lucky that I found music and then that opened doors into other experiences in life through work, which I'm very grateful for, you know. How did the music go, like when you retired from football, how do you then pick up a guitar and start aiming that to be your focus? Yeah, well, it, it never never really aimed to be my focus. To be, to, to be honest with you, I, I told my dad gave me a guitar when I was younger um, and I always say to keep you kind of out of the pubs, out of everything when you're away in England, to keep you occupied because he always hears the first. Um, I actually just was playing, it actually came about madly, I was playing about, I was playing at a, a, um, in, a in a pub for someone's uh, celebration and the owner of the pub 
uh, had just got a phone call to say uh, his act of kind of and he'd seen me play for an hour or two and he goes would you play and I was like uh, a man that's full of confidence nearly couldn't even get words out of his mouth you know <laughs> uh, and I was like oh yeah I'm, I'm, I remember this I'm, for nearly two years playing live I was nearly getting sick and then uh, because it was just a different kind of um, pressure different kind of exposure and then I went in and out of jobs I was sales reps so I was doing this but I've always kept up the guitar you know mm. and um, I, I do say like uh, I just it was brilliant for my mental health exactly keeping me I loved used to love writing used to love doing this and it was brilliant for me to be able to go into a room pick up a guitar and take away anything that we're feeling around like that and then eventually it opened up doors to should I say a great a great experience in life and so now you have written a Christmas song yes yes I've always wanted to write it to be honest with you. I've always <laughs> wanted to write a Christmas song I love Christmas I love Christmas spirit I love Christmas and I love writing music. I love anything that I've ever written in the past. It's always been from, uh, say, I write from experience or how I'm feeling. And um, this came about, I'm sitting in my uh, kitchen and I, I, I had a melody in my head and I started writing a song and it was the first time I've probably gone, I'm really 100 million percent so happy with that. So it kind of just went from there and um, long be it, uh, here we are releasing a Christmas song that I'm very proud of. And so tell us what um, Happy in Love, It's Christmas is about. Uh, well, Happy in Love, at Christmas, i tell you what, it came from about, um, I, 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 I unfortunately, like, back, in the start, back in 2005, um, I lost my brother through sudden adult death. Um, Richie, he was a great mentor to me. And that's an experience, uh, through football, he looked after us. And I kind of just, my writing experience has always been about life and everything. And I started writing this song about Christmas. It actually is the opening lines. If you listen to it more, it, it starts off about me and the family of what we've experienced at Christmas, missing Richie so much as such a tight knit family. And then it kind of uh, it kind of started reaching out and uh, evolved into a broader message of God. People are around the world during COVID are struggling. They they've maybe lost jobs. They've had loved ones pass away. But also there's people that won't get home for Christmas. And it kind of developed into that uh, like kind of a I wanted to write a song of hope and love and belief to people that especially Irish people around the place that it isn't easy, it isn't tough and they might be missing loved ones but it's the exact same, they're missing them back and kind of have a, kind of ride it around that, you know? Wow, like I can imagine it must be incredibly hard to lose a brother and especially from something like sudden sudden adult death syndrome like because there's no, yeah. you don't know a cause behind it or anything like that and to turn it into a positive is an amazing thing. Well, absolutely, I've always believed that, that there's, my father always says to me, uh, Nicola, that so never, never forget. There's always someone else worse off than you, and experiences will always um, kind of make you better and stronger. And yes, it's so difficult. And I remember every Christmas, falling my eyes out. Every still up until the age I am now, there's no harm in that. Um, but I always experienced just like this has taught us a lot this year about the struggles and what everybody's gone through, and kind of um, how amazing Irish people are and people in general around the world of just coming together. Um, realizing that we've got a serious situation on our hands, but try and put it into a positive. And then you can, that's why the start of the song is very kind of, it's very kind of emotional, very simple. But then by the course, it's very joyful. And that's what I wanted people to realize that, listen, we are in it together. There is hope. And no matter what you're going through in life is just uh, keep going and remember that there's a, you're loved and kind of that spirit around it without getting too deep, you know? Oh, sorry. What did your family say when you were going to be, told them you were going to be recording a song like this for Richie? Um, well, yeah, well, I've, I've always done writing in the past, but I've never kind of 
I've, I've done I've written songs for other charities for the Gavin Glynn Foundation I've done stuff like, recently in the past for the Sean Kavanagh Foundation um, but I've, I've never really released anything on this magnitude um, with about him but I told them uh, about it and there was, as, as always they're so supportive you know what I mean and I remember I remember yesterday actually it was getting played on the radio for the first time and um, I, I was FaceTime my mum was FaceTiming me and you can see her little face welling up and there was just so much pride and so much happiness, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's all about Christmas for me. It's about family, loved ones, and no matter what you're going through, trying to remember, uh, trying to get, take some positive out of it, even if it's hard at this time, you know. And I, I believe some of the proceeds for this are going to charity. When you mentioned all the different charities you've helped before, there's still some, you're still doing some good work with this as well. Absolutely. So I got involved during the lockdown through friends of mine um, there was a friend, John Blake, asked me uh, to get involved with suicide. It's called Suicide or Survive. And my friend, Gary Kane, he was involved with it too. And it was during the lockdown, uh, they were doing, it was called 20 for 20. And it was to raise money uh, to do, uh, to do, um, to raise money during the lockdown of like uh, to help suicide or survive, a charity that I just became accustomed to through friends. So then when the song, I was writing the song, it kind of evolved into cause a mental health end song after Richie and then people being away and I said this is a song that really represents mental health and the loss and people that maybe need a, a, an arm around them or a shoulder to cry on to remember that they are there we are there for them the Suicide Awareness is a fantastic charity so all proceeds of the download um, go to them this year and that's why I encourage people to go and buy it and I really wanted to help people just to get it out there so people would hear it because, as I said, I'm very proud of it and I'm very proud of the meaning and the background. And uh, you couldn't, you wouldn't believe the messages of hope and and um, um, the messages of love I'm getting from people and just talking about their experiences. And it's opened up the door to there. And that's for me what it's all about. People that I don't know mailing me saying thank you, and it's a great feeling, you know. Yeah, well, look, it's obviously bringing some joy to people and that's what we need this Christmas. Is This Christmas more than any Christmas where Absolutely as much great. joy as we can get anywhere we can get it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. And I also want to say thank you to you and I know a good friend of mine, Andy Preston, for the continued support. It's always it's, it's lovely to feel and it's people like you that help everybody uh, here. So I really want to say a sincere thank you very much. Well, no worries. We're going to play the song right now and, um, of thank course, you. where can people get it if they do it's the usual I'm guessing can, the usual spots yeah they can get it on all uh, platforms and if they can't get it there they can get it through and, and my bio robbyd 9 on Instagram there's a link in my bio that's robbyd 9 and then also on my website uh, robbydoyle.ie and um, they can get it through there but yeah and it's they can stream on Spotify share the video um, do TikTok there's little things there I want people to try and do for Christmas but um, yeah please get it and spread the word and for such a good cause, Suicide or Survive is the charity and for just basically mental health awareness in, in general. Well, look, there's no better message and so we'll play this song now. It's been lovely to talk to you, Robbie. Thank you, you so too, much. You too, and have a great Christmas. And that is all we have time for here on The Weekend Buzz. But stay tuned throughout the day for loads more Christmassy tunes here on Q102 and loads more crack. And now I'm going to leave you on Robbie's song, Happy in Love, It's Christmas, here on Dublin's Q102. Have a great weekend. Look after yourselves. Be kind, wear your mask, wash your hands, do all the crack. And if you're heading out for to the restaurants or the gastropes, have a great time. And sing along with all the Christmas songs you hear. We'll chat to you next week. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them the, for good and bad. And so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.